Hola, hola. Welcome to Truth Serum with Gadi. In a world where being yourself and embracing who you are has become a lost art, listen in while I have real conversations, drop some truth bombs, and have a lot of fun along the way. I'm so glad you're here. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to episode three. I hope everyone had a great week. I am on with my friend Grace, who is a physical therapist and a woman of color, and I'm very proud to have her on and talk all things physical therapy. Hey, Grace, how's it going? Hey, thank you so much for having me on. I'm very excited to speak with you and your truth family family. Um, and just teach you all about what I do and who I am. Awesome. So, I'm going to go back because what really intrigued me, I feel, because obviously we follow each other on social media, is this story you posted a while back. And I'm just like, you tugged at my heartstrings. So, you posted a meme and the meme said, 2019 taught me to stop aspiring to sit at tables where I have to bring my own chair, squeeze in between folks, and repeatedly repeatedly convince others why I should be there. I learned to build a new wow. t- <laughs> I learned I learned to build a new table. I hoped you learned the same. And you your your text to that on top of the meme in your story was quit my job like NBD, nobody's business. And I was just like, yes, girl. So did, so you, so you quit your job? Like what happened? I know that you were working in Jersey in a physical therapist office. What led you to that decision? Like, give me all the details. Well, let me just put it out there that I was the only person of color in my job. I had been there for about and and don't get me wrong, I love what I do. I love working with the patients. I love meeting new people. But outside of that, you have to be comfortable in the space that you're in, right? Um, And as much as I was comfortable doing the actual job, when I left the patient, I was always reminded that I was the only black girl at work. And, um, you know, it didn't matter. I still tried to do me. I still tried to be the best physical therapist that I could be. I still came up with brilliant ideas. And I think for me, the straw that really the camera's back was when I came up with a, a great idea and I pitched this idea well. I'm telling you, I created a PowerPoint with pictures. I, I said what the strengths, weaknesses, and the rest opportunities of our program was I laid it out to my to my manager so well and she was so impressed. She said from now on I'm using this as a template, this is how I want everybody to come to me with ideas. So I was feeling myself, right? So yeah. I gave a great presentation. Um and so she was like, Yeah, let's do it. I, I love everything that you bring to the table. Um and yeah. I'm going to figure out how we can implement this. And so um, I was super excited, right? And then one of my colleagues who has been there longer than I was, than I had been at the time, her and my manager were good friends. Lo and behold, 
without me. Um, they went to meetings without me. Um, they didn't um, invite me to any of the phone calls that they were having. They just kind of treated me like I was second hand when I was the one that developed this whole thing. And so I was like, are they really about to, you know, basically give me hush money, right? They want to pay me so I'm quiet. They're not paying me for my new ideas and not giving me the recognition that I deserve. And so I was like, okay, well, you're not getting any more out of me, right? So I know I do good work. You even told me that I do good work. And that happened in October, by November. I was like, do this. I started interviewing other places, and I was gone by December. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So you left in December. Now, what? so what hush money yeah. were they trying to give you? Um, when I say hush money, I just mean that they were paying me. Um, and I think the way they looked at me was that, okay, we're giving you your salary. Don't expect more than your salary. Don't expect recognition. Don't expect, uh, don't expect um, just, you know, moving up in the ladder. It mm. is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, that really angered me, right? Because here I am. I went to school for seven years to get the degree that I have now. Um, and I'm not a lazy person. I put my all into it. I want to succeed. I want to better myself. But, you know, as a person of color, it was just like, uh, well, um, well, we'll say you did a good job, but nothing will really come out of it. We'll just hand your idea off to somebody else like they did the work. Right. Okay. And I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not for it. Right, right, right. Well, you know what? Kudos to you because when you posted that, I'm like, I wish I could. At the time, I was, I don't know when you posted that. I feel like it was around December. But I was feeling the same way, where I didn't feel valued at work. And I'm like, this can't be my life right now. You know, I've been in my field for, at the time, it was really close to like 10 years. And I just felt like a second, I just felt like a second class citizen. Like, she doesn't know anything. And then, you know, when you look young... You get treated like you just came out of college. And it's like, no, no, no. I know a thing or two, you know? This is why I got hired for the job. (laughs) And so it was just really hard for me to adapt. And then coming from New York, I just experienced a totally different work culture. And I I was just all the growing pains that you could imagine. And, you know, that came with tears. I felt so undervalued. I felt undermined. I felt like... People were just talking to me in a condescending manner. And for me, it wasn't so much like being a Latina in the workplace or a woman of color because I, too, identify as a woman of color. But more so like, you know, I'd taken a huge pay cut coming from New York. And the position that I was in was also some ladders down. And it's like, you know, she doesn't know what she's talking about. And I do consider myself a strong character. (laughs) So I don't know if right. that rubbed people the wrong way, but what rubbed me the wrong way is like, when did things change where like you can't have a voice in your life, in right. your relationships, in your workplace? And for me, I can't not be myself in the workplace. This is where I spend eight, 10, 12 hours a day, you know, depending on a job and what it calls for. 
how can I not be myself? And what I realized that the culture in my workplace was, was just this culture of yes people. I am not a yes woman. (laughs) That's not to say that I, that's not to say that I don't know when to be submissive and I don't play well with others. Not by any means, not at all. But if you had opposing opinions, it kind of was a problem where I've always come from places that are very open to that. And it's a, it's a new pair of eyes, you know, it's a clean lens, you know, how can we make things different? And so I don't know, man, I'm just so proud of you. I love that you did that. I did do that in the past, but I wasn't in the position to do it now. And I really wanted to do it. But for me, um, you know, I'm in Florida. I'm by myself. My family, the majority of my family, if not everyone, is in New York. And it's like, a girl got to (laughs) eat. So I can't just be playing around. (laughs) I can't just be playing around and say, I'm just going to leave this job. You can, I feel like you can make more risk when you're younger. But I just wasn't in a position to make that risk at my age and location. I did get a new job that I start in about a week and a half. So I'm very excited. Thank you. I'm very excited about that. And the interview process was obviously virtual because of COVID. But for me, what has me really excited is that I was completely myself in the interview. And I was their number one pick. And it just made me feel good and kind of like brought me back to everything that I was feeling, you know, because I don't believe that you have to be unhappy in the workplace and kind of just put your head down and collect a paycheck. I know that a lot of people do that. And sometimes you have to do that. But I really don't believe that that's how it should be and that you should settle for that. So to be like first pick and know that I didn't hold, it was like no holds bar in the interview. I was just myself. Made me feel really good. Like there is hope, (laughs) you know, you can, you can be in a better situation, whatever that looks like. You just have to be willing to be vulnerable and and take those chances. So I'm super excited about that. Now, did you did you have something when you left, or did you just leave? Um. So I was I had interviewed at a different hospital, and they offered me the job, but I didn't necessarily take it right away because I was still negotiating my terms. Okay. But what I knew was that I was not going into 2020 with this job that was mistreating me. And yes. so I actually put in my letter of resignation before finalizing things at my new job. And uh, when I tell people that, I get like the big bug eyes like, you get what? That does not make sense. Why would mm-hmm. you ever leave a job without securing mm-hmm. a new one? And for me, I just I just had to cut the, the cord, you know. Mm. I just needed to step out and face and say, you know what, this is not for me. And I'm telling you, it's the best decision that I've made. And I, I say all the time, jokingly, everybody should quit a job at least one time in their lives because you just learn so much about yourself yeah. and what you're able to stand up for. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I think that's, a, I think that's great advice in that it easily translates to don't have fear, you know, like fear will keep you, fear will keep you locked in situations and 
let me tell you, promotion comes from God because the way this job kind of just landed on my lap and, you know, the little promotion I'm kind of getting with it, it's amazing. It is amazing. Right. And I've been wanting to leave forever. So I did do it in the past and it felt very liberating. But let me tell you that I never, like, I never went without. Never went without. Yeah. And I was very fearful because many times in that job that I did leave, I would stand outside the building and say, is today the day that I'm going to like resign? (laughs) (laughs) And when I finally did, it was like so unexpected. I didn't even know. I I remember leaving. (laughs) I remember leaving, like packing up my things and hitting send on my resignation email. Yep, I did that. And then getting on the train. Yeah, getting on the train. And I got on the wrong train. I was all messed up. I'm like, what did I just do? You know, (laughs) but it was so liberating. And let me tell you, I never went without and it led me to, it, it humbled me and it led me to one of the best jobs I ever had, making the most money I've ever made in New York, you know, cause you, the goal is to climb the ladder and it was, it was great. It was great because I was just unhappy in that job and I knew that I deserved more. So, but again, I was much younger. I don't know how old I was. Right. I think I was like, <laughs> maybe I was 25. So I was just in a position to do that. But I'm so happy to hear that. Let me tell you that that's, that post gave me life. I, I told all my friends at work. I was like, look, this is what my friend did, you know? I was like, Aww. yes, girl. Like, yeah. Like, if you don't feel valued, why should you stay? So I'm very happy about that. Um, and then you started your, cause you're a doctor. Hello. You got options. <laughs> um, and now you've started your platform for physical therapy and it looks like it's going super well for you. I enjoy your post. It's like super, I'm just intrigued by the, the post. And so let's talk about the pelvic floor. Um, yeah. like what? What is your pelvic floor? Like, how many uses does it have? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I'm just so intrigued by this whole pelvic floor and physical therapy with your pelvic floor. Right. Right. Okay. So, now, the pelvic floor muscles are a group of muscles that I'm sure most people don't even know exist, right? Because you, you can't really see them. And, and unless you go in your vagina or in your anus, you can't touch them. And so um, they line the entire base of your pelvis. So that means it's like a hammock that connects from your pubic bone in the front um. all the way to your tailbone in the back, right? So basically, if you open your legs, everything that's under your skin are, is your pelvic floor muscles, okay. right? Um, they have several jobs. The first is for support, and if you can imagine a hammock at the base of your pelvis, you can picture why it does support, right? Because all of your organs are sitting on top of these group of muscles, so you you can definitely understand why they have to be strong, Mm -hmm. So the first role is for support. The second role is for what we call sphincteric control, and that's just a fancy word that all it means is that it controls the opening of your urethra, where the urine comes out, mm-hmm. and then the opening of the anus, where the bowel movement passes through, right? And so 
a lot of people, if those muscles are a little bit weak, you might find that you lose gas by accident or you um, might have a bladder or bowel accident on yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So those muscles need to be strong for that reason. The last role is also for sexual appreciation, right? And so a lot of people have heard of Kegels, right? Ladies, do your Kegels. Mm-hmm. But that just means that it's a way to strengthen those pelvis floor muscles, right? And if those muscles are strong and they have good coordination, then it makes sex a lot better for you. And so um, pelvis floor physical therapy is just um, addressing any dysfunction in any of those categories, so bladder, bowel, sexual, and even, like, stabilizing, right? Because these muscles are also part of your core. And so, yeah, a lot of people don't know that as physical therapists, we are able to do um, basically what's similar to a gynecological exam, right? So we do internal work, right, in the vagina, in the rectum, depending on if you're a man or a woman or even the reason that you're coming to me, right? Um, And so we get to assess those muscles in that way. So, yeah, pretty unique. Yeah. Um, You have many questions, right? Yeah, yeah. Not many people know about all this. So so is this your specialty? Yes, this is my specialty, my bread and butter, all day, every day. (laughs) All day, every day. So why the pelvic floor? Why pelvic rehab? Why the, for me, per se? Yeah. Why okay, this specialty? Well, uh, um, so back when I was still in school, I used to be um, an advocate against sexual assault and domestic violence, right? Um, because I really had a heart for women and all of the vulnerabilities that they go through in life. And so I knew enough about it that I loved it, but I could not make it my career. Because if you can imagine the mental and uh, emotional toll of that is just overwhelming. So I knew I couldn't go into social work or mental advocacy or anything like that. It just wasn't me, and I knew that I would get burned out very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, But I always had a heart for healthcare as well. So I went to physical therapy school, um, and then eventually I just came to a point that I blended my two loves together, right? My heart for women and the conditions that they endure, and my heart for rehab, which is basically um, getting you back to your normal, okay? And so with those things considered, I decided that this is something that I really wanted to pursue and make, you know, my life's mission to to have women enjoy their their full selves and not really hold anything back. But if you want to know what I'm particularly passionate about, um, because I am a Christian, I do have such high values and high regard for marriage. Um, my passion is definitely a condition called dyspareunia, and that's just a fancy word for saying that uh, sex is painful. And so... Many women come to me with tears in their eyes, right, because sex is just so painful for them, and it destroys their relationships a mm-hmm. lot of the time, mm-hmm. and so um, that's something that I really, really, really am passionate about working and helping women deal with. 
Awesome. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I love I love that you were able to recognize that you would not be able to be an advocate for sexual assault and what it would do to you and what you would be able to give back to the field and that you found a great marriage and were able to blend your two loves. I really yeah. love that. Um yeah. because so many people are you know, end up with jobs. I mean, I don't know the percentage, but I know I've met a lot of people that will study A and end up in B. And for you to be in something that you love and you've created that, that's amazing. So I'm so happy for you. That's great. Now, you're welcome. So my question, personally, I suffer from incontinence. (laughs) That's when you can't hold your bladder, right? That's when you can't hold your bladder. Am I saying it right? Incontinent? Yes. Okay. So I've been, I actually had Botox on my bladder. It, oh, okay. It faded after about a year. For some reason, my only two options, you know, it was like medication, which I tried, but I was just feeling too bloated with the medication because I wasn't going as often. And I'm like, well, I don't want to feel bloated and I don't want to feel like I'm releasing my urine. I just want to be able to not pee on myself, you know, or not, you know, have that immediate urge. Cause it wasn't even that I was, you know, always like peeing on myself, but I would just get this urge out of nowhere. And they're like, well, you're probably holding it in subconsciously for a while but I swear, like, it's not the case. I just feel like I get this sudden urge and I have to go right now, you know? And it's uncomfortable when you're driving or you're in the middle of something. And I have, feel like I have to constantly prepare my day around, well, let me make sure I go to the bathroom and, you know, let me do all my stuff because you never know. Because And, and, and then I have to wear, like, the liners, which I don't like because it doesn't let you breathe. Right. But all these things. And... So they gave me the two options of I could get an injection in my spine, which it's like, it's not that serious. I'd rather pee on myself because why am I going to mess with my spine? (laughs) Or then the next suggestion was Botox. And so I opted for the Botox. It lasted about a year, but I never did it again because it was the most uncomfortable procedure ever. I was like laying on the table and, you know, they like prep you but you're awake and stuff. And there's like three to four other women in the room and you're just there like a baby. And then they go in and you feel the little shots on your bladder. Super embarrassing. I couldn't pee for like two days after. It was super painful and it helped, but it wore off after a while. So like anything I would have had, like normal Botox, you would have had to repeat it, which I don't, get Botox. (laughs) That was the only place I got it. And I'm like, I'm never doing that again. And so then I know that Kegels are a big thing. And I mean, I don't have a problem. Like I'm comfortable with my body, but I just am weirded out by doing Kegels. And I'm wondering if that's the only option, because I feel like you have to concentrate for that. And I don't think I can do it for that long. And so I never really dedicated myself to doing enough Kegels to help my incontinence. But I worry that 
when I'm pregnant, oh my gosh, my bladder's going to just be on the floor because <laughs> I don't think it's strong enough. But, but what, is there another alternative to Kegels? I see you doing all these fun exercises. Are they, are you doing Kegels while you're doing them? Or like, can I, can I get out of Kegels basically? Or should I just like woman up and just do the damn Kegels? Let me tell you. I just want to start off by saying Kegels are not for everyone. Okay, good. All my listeners out there to know Kegels are not for everyone. And I say that, and I want you to know, unfortunately, Kegels are not for you particularly. Okay. And let me explain why. Because what's happening to you is that your pelvic floor muscles are in spasm. And when most people think of spasm, they think of like a like a little vibration, right? Like mm-hmm. you just can't hold. But a spasm is essentially a long and sustained contraction. And so the pelvic floor muscles and the bladder have an inverse relationship with one another, meaning that if the pelvic floor muscles are squeezed, which is what a spasm is, then the bladder is going to relax, and that's why you have leakage, right? Mm-hmm. So Kegels are supposed to strengthen and contract. Now think about it. If you are already super-duper tight and you have not relaxed and you do a Kegel, are you making that problem better or worse? It sounds like worse, but I'm a little confused. <laughs> okay. But I trust you. I trust you. It's going to be worse. Okay. Okay, let me say it again. Basically, what's happening to your pelvic floor, for you in particular, is that you're constantly squeezing and you have not relaxed. And if you do a Kegel, you're only adding more of a squeeze to that pelvic floor muscles, right? And so you don't have to um, do a Kegel. Your goal is to stretch and relax and get those muscles down to a, a normal resting tone. So that's um, a good baseline because your muscles are working so hard. Um, why? There are so many different reasons why that could be the case for you. Um, and we don't have to get into that and get into all your personal history. But what I do want you to know is that um, if your muscles are super tight and wound up, then it's only making your bladder constantly want to relax and let go. And that's where the leakage comes in. Mm, that makes sense. And I can see why maybe in my... Health record, I, I can see why that's happening. So, interesting. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to talk about a little yeah. more about that offline. Um, yes, yes. But, okay. So then what would you recommend for me? I'm so glad the Kegels are not for me because I don't want to do them. And I'm like, well, do I have to catch up on years of not doing the Kegels? So that's good. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for you, I would certainly recommend a lot of mindfulness meditation. And when most people think of meditation, they think they're sitting on the floor in a cross-legged position and they're saying, which does not really have to be the case. What I like to recommend is checking in with yourself on a day-to-day basis, right? And so uh, some people have anxious personalities so that they're always on the go and they're always tense. So check in with yourself. Are my shoulders relaxed? Is, am I holding my stomach in? If so, let them go. Am I squeezing? 
clean my butt? Because you'll be surprised. Now that I'm talking about this, you might say, huh, I do clean my butt for no reason throughout the day. Right? So <laughs> Just a lot because. Of don't know. <laughs> right? So you want to check in with yourself to relax. You want to do some nice deep breathing. You can incorporate some low back stretches, some pelvic floor stretches, which you can find on my Instagram page. That's a little plug for you listeners out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to take the step back and, and stop being so upregulated, which is a fancy word for saying for uptight. Uh-huh. You want to let go, you know? Okay. Right? Because sometimes stress can play a huge role. In the beginning of this talk, we talked about how, um, you know, we're stressed at our job sometimes, being in a workplace that is not optimal for us, being somewhere that we don't like for 8, 10, 12 hours a day. Now, if you are at work, super stressed out all day, your pelvic floor is going to know, right? You can't hide things from your pelvic floor. Mm-hmm. And so the pelvic floor holds on to that stress, and it's super tight. And so what I'm going to recommend for you is just, you know, taking deep breaths throughout the day, relaxing. Okay. All right. So that, that helps me. That makes me feel good because I am on, I've been working on my mental health for a few years. And I think just the last two weeks have been super crazy. I've been going, going, going and between traveling and hosting and launching the podcast and starting a new job and catching up with work while I was away. It's like today the bladder was just on the cray cray. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to go again. I have to go again. Like I just sat down. So I can totally see why. And we are going to talk about mental health people um, in the next couple of episodes. But that was super helpful. Thank you so much. I'm. So, you guys don't understand how happy I am that I don't have to do these <laughs> damn kegels. Because I'm like, I, like I, I don't have a problem with like my sexuality or my body and stuff like that in terms of, you know, being comfortable with my body, right? I think we all want right. to be better and improve and lose weight and all that stuff. I just have a problem with Kegels. So this is amazing, 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 amazing. And I just want to go and talk about, you were talking about marriage and painful you know, sex and how that can ruin relationships. I totally understand that. So is that where a dilator would come in? Yes, yes. Um, that was a very interesting post. <laughs> so tell us what a dilator is and sizes and all that stuff and how that works. What, like, maybe you can refer to a client and what their process look like. Yes. Okay. So dilators do exactly what they sound like. They um, help things to dilate or widen, right? And so for many people that have pain with intercourse, um, the vaginal opening is super tight and any type of penetration hurts. I've had patients where I couldn't even get a Q-tip in their vagina because it was just that excruciating oh, for them. Wow. And so the dilators are a set of tubes, essentially, that are meant specifically for the vagina or rectum, depending on what your issue is. Um, and it, it helps to grade, uh, gradedly um, expand the pelvic floor muscles. And so it helps to widen it a little bit so that you can have um, 
even if your goal isn't set, you can have a successful GYN visit, right? Because if mm -hmm. you think about it, they have to insert, one, their finger, two, the speculum into the vagina. Yeah. And some people can't even tolerate that without mm -hmm. jumping off the table. Mm -hmm. Or um, some people, especially young women, they, they may discover that it's too painful and too uncomfortable for them to tolerate putting in a tampon, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, that condition is called vaginismus, where you try to insert anything into the vagina and the vagina basically clamps down and says, no way, it's not happening. Yeah. super uncomfortable for patients. Um, and so dilators helps to really open up the vaginal canal so that you're able to meet some of the goals that you do have, like putting in a tampon mm -hmm. or having sex for the first time. So um, the brand I want to plug right now because um, there are many different brands out there, which, of course, um, you could be successful with any one of them, but the one I love is called Soul Source. And I actually have a coupon code if you are interested in purchasing. Soul Source coupon code is 70513, so you get a little bit of a discount if you were to purchase through their website. Okay. Um, but yeah. Say it one more time for the listeners. Okay, that coupon code for the website Soul Source. So S O U L S O U R C E dot com. And the coupon code is 70513. Okay, awesome. That's for Dilators. And you can check out her page. I'll let you talk about your IG and you guys can follow and see what I'm talking about, the post about the dilators. And if you have yeah. that issue, you can hit up my girl because she just she just <laughs> gave me a, th a little therapy session on my stuff. So talk about your IG and where they can find you. Yeah, so my Instagram handle is um, IOMEPT, so that's A-Y-O-M-I dot pt right um io is my first name it means joy so the name of my business is io me which means joyfully oh right? nice PT. yeah so i'm all about promoting wellness and movements in a joyful way so yes check out my instagram page for all things pelvic health yes i mean i think it's just super informative anyway and it's just a happy page. So I just go on sometimes and I'm like, what's going on with Grace? So where did Grace come from? Is that just like English? Grace is my middle name. Okay, because I, I know you by Grace. And I was like, well, maybe it's, yeah. a, maybe it's a word from your country that, yeah. you know, means something, obviously. But I didn't know it was your name. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So now um, I... Grace is my middle name for the longest time. I went by Grace. And I know you can understand, too, because I know you as... Yolanda and Cardi in different situations depending <laughs> on who's around. Exactly. But um, it was one of those things where being like one of the only black girls, like I kind of put my culture and my, my first need to the side to give people a name that they were more comfortable with. And eventually when I got out of grad school and I became a doctor, I said, well, you're going to have to call me by my name now because uh -huh. um, there's a doctor in front of it. So definitely embracing my name and my roots all the way. And so I, you know, my um, my brand is all about um, 
but Nigerian influence, right? Because that's who I am. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to put that to the side to make people feel a little bit more comfortable about themselves anymore. No, that's great. I love it. You know, it's crazy because, yes, so all my life for work and school was Yolanda. But I just felt like it was just such a um, grown-up name growing up as a kid, right? As you right. can imagine, like being seven years old, like Yolanda is such a grown name. And so <laughs> at home, it was like Cari, because my middle name is Carida, which means charity in English. But, you know, in the house, Cari for short. So friends and family always call me Cari. And then when I went to New Life, there was like two Caris at New Life. So I'm like, well, I guess I'll just keep it Yolanda to avoid... You know, any confusion because I just got here. But I'm like, I love my name, Kari, right? So in my new church, I'm Kari. I tell everyone, like, even at work, if we're cool, I'm like, call me Kari. My new job got every got everything by Kari because um, a friend from church actually kept me in mind. And through her, I got the job and she knew me by Kari. So now the new job, it's like Kari. But I'm like, okay, but wait, in case you can't find me, you know, it's Yolanda. So I love it. I just love this whole becoming and, you know, it's like your preference. So, yeah, I mean, this is why this is why we get along so well. We're just, you know, we have all these things in common. Yes, yes. I'm with you. I completely get it. Like, I, I refuse to live that double identity anymore, right? Yeah. I love my name. It has meaning, it has culture, and I'm ready to embrace it. Yes, that's awesome. So I have one more um, question I want to ask you. How are you feeling about Joe Biden's VP pick, Kamala Harris? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel I'm happy, right? I'm so excited that there's a black woman that could potentially be in the Oval Office. Of course, it's not its not going to be her primarily in there, right? She's mm-hmm. the VP candidate. But I think it just goes to show that as women of color, it is our time. People are recognizing us. It's our duty to step on the front lines and stop hiding behind mm-hmm. personas that we put forward to make other people feel comfortable. Oh, my gosh, um, yeah. totally feel you and I didn't think about it from that perspective but you know she's actually the first black and Asian person because she's half black and Indian so it's like yeah so not just you know I think anyone of color like even me black woman I'm winning you know as a Latina if a black woman is in any office if a black woman is making it like I'm winning too right because representation right is so important. And if you're not someone of color, you really don't, I don't feel that you really understand that. So I'm, I'm excited. I love that she's just a strong woman. Like she's, I just, I just love her character. You know, I'm not big into politics. I may not know everything that she stands for, but Mm -hmm. I like 
I like how she is, how she moves, you know, in that sense. Right. Strong woman, obviously woman of color. And I have seen her on like segments here and there. You know, she's spoken a lot throughout COVID. I mean, the news is always on. And I, I just, I just love her energy. So I'm really right. excited and I'm hopeful that, you know, I feel like back when Barack was president or, you know, he got, what's that night called? And he got inaugurated as president. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people were ready for that change. And I think a lot of people are ready for it now. So I'm hopeful that they, they can make it. And I think everyone's trying to figure it out. I think the job of any president is hard. I might not agree with a lot of things, but if they get in, I'm obviously going to be happy. Um, But again, I'm not big on politics. I don't know everything she's said, but I think it's exciting times for sure. And a lot of little girls of color are happy, you know, and a lot of women of color are happy to just see that. So, yeah, I just wanted to pick your brain on that a bit because, you know, it's it's trending and we have to be trend you know, we have to be with the trends. <laughs> right, absolutely. Absolutely. But thank you so much. I really loved having you on. I wanna ask you so many more questions, but it it'll just be an opportunity to have you on again. I miss you. I miss you so much. And hopefully I will get to see you when all of this is over. Everyone, check her out on Instagram if you are interested in any of the topics we talked about. And then you can find more information there and just DM her. I guess that's fine. Send her a DM. Follow her. She has great content. I really enjoy it. So until next time, I hope you enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun today. Have a great week, you guys. And we'll see you on episode four.